Senior Part Owner Rod Lyons is on the line this morning. Rod, good morning. Uh, congratulations with the third TJ Smith. And I did want to ask you about that reception that the horse got post-race. It, it was spine-tingling stuff. Yeah, good morning, Ray. It was, it was terrific. It was uh, um, well, well received, well mm. appreciated. And uh, to acknowledge him like that was really terrific and shows that the racing crowd, you know, they know a good horse and they see one for sure. Yeah. And he's gone to a, a level of consistency now that he's maintained for virtually 18 months. He hasn't missed a top two placing bar once. That's when he ran third at his lead up into the TJ, but he's raced at this very high level now for an extended period. And I dare say, Rod, in the form that he was in yesterday, there's probably not a sprinter in the world that can go with him. Well, we're about to find that out, <laughs> yeah. I would think. Yeah, but look, um, you're right, though. You've been around a long time watching races, Ray, as I have, and when they put in a devastating performance like that, you wonder if there's anything around that, that could be certainly in that form yesterday, I doubt it. Rod, are the plans categorically locked in to take Nature Strip to Royal Ascot? And then would you have time to bring him back for the Everest? Uh, good questions. Um, I would say we're 90% locked in. We're meeting Chris tomorrow. Um, and I think we've got a phone call through to... Or we're going to be in contact with uh, Nick Smith at Royal Ascot. So we're probably 90% uh, locked in, just a few things to, to settle and, and iron out. And Chris firmly believes we can bring him back for the Everest because mm-hmm. he said, like when, when those overseas horses race in those races, every time they win, there's a push to try and bring them over for the Everest. So um, there's no reason why we can't. And Chris has put a plan in, looking only be there for two weeks and bring bring him back. And and uh, the the... the the, the, the long-term plan is to have him back to the Everest, yes. Mm. Uh, Rod, you've been to the Royal Ascot Carnival. You've seen the track there. It's a steep incline in the run to the finishing post. Two things. Um, w- would it suit Nature Strip, that sort of a course? And secondly, um, is he a good traveller? Will he cope with that long plane travel to England and back? Again, um, I mean, he's been to Sydney, to Brisbane, to Adelaide. Um, I know that's nowhere near as near as far, and he's coped with that okay. And he's a very very relaxed customer. Again, Chris seems to think that won't that won't be a problem. So, um, yeah, until we actually do it, uh, we we won't know. But he's a good eater, a good traveller. So um, we're, we're hoping that that wouldn't be a problem. Exactly. And Rod, just quickly, your thoughts on how Chris Waller has managed Nature Strip, and it's become almost a signature of his training career, how he manages these great horses and extends their careers. And on that similar theme, James McDonald's tactical nous when he rides Nature Strip, which yesterday I think he demonstrated magnificently when he seized the moment early and took control of the race. Your thoughts on both men, Rod? Um, look, by the time Chris finally retires, he is going to go down as the greatest trainer this country's ever seen. He's... he's um, you know, easy to talk to, easy to get on with. He um, he's a grand final trainer. I mean, even when we got beaten the other day, he was on the phone within short space of time, saying, "Don't worry, it's not his grand final." Mm-hmm. And you've seen time and time again, he he gets the horse to peak on on that on that day. He's just a freak, um, freak that way. All his staff, um, you know, Charlie and Sophie and and Stewie rides him work fantastic. And as for James, well, he's He's absolute champion. There's no if buts or was, you know. He's not the best rider in Australia for nothing. So they both just gel. And I think 
their combination, Chris and James's combination, is an asset to any horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rod, before we let you go, we have a weekly talk topic on this show. Today's you're is... Catching, you're catching the poor guy in the hobby. I know, I am. I am. The talk topic today is bucket list. What would be the one sporting event in the world that you would love to attend? I'll throw you on the spot here, Rod. Where would where or what would that be? So it doesn't have to be racing. No, it any, no, it could be anything. Sporting, any sporting event. Uh, well, I, I think I, I would have loved to have been at the Olympics when Cathy Freeman um, or our swimmers win gold medals. So some Olympic Games where we had mm. um, genuine gold medal gold medal hopes. I think that would be yeah, fair, would be yes. fantastic. Fair and call. Just, just before I go, yeah. I didn't answer your question about the the uh, Steve Pillot at um, Royal Ascot. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at the, those races there, they go very slow early. Mm. And it's quite a steep a steep uh, incline. So if they go um, slow early and let him run home the last 600 metres, they're going to have to be oh. pretty damn good to catch him, you know? Yeah, no, it'll suit him down to the ground, I reckon. Yeah. Hey, look, Rod, it was so exciting to see him... When he does what he does yesterday, he's just a phenomenon to watch nature strip. And it's remarkable to think he's a rising eight-year-old. And I don't think he's ever raced better, right? Is that a fair call? A very, very fair call, Ray. Yeah. I think there's, there's better races in store for him. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's exciting to watch. Hey, Rod, look, congratulations on yesterday's win. Thanks for coming on the show. And the very best of luck taking on the world at Royal Ascot in June. My, my pleasure. Thank you very much indeed, gents.